Welcome to The Favorite, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. It is Thursday. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. This is the day where me and my companion, my compadre, my BFF, Simon Hunter, professional better, go through the games that we pinpointed on Tuesday from the NFL slate when we narrowed it down and we start to really hone in on what the five games we love for NFL week four are going to be. We are thinking about how lines have moved. We are thinking about the, what the market is telling us. We are thinking about injuries. We are reevaluating. If anything has made us change our mind, we are gonna get to all of that. We are gonna get to survivor picks. We are gonna get to money line parlays. Uh, reminder, I will record my podcast with Colin Cowherd uh, later today. He will give me his picks. I will give him my reaction based on what Simon and I are discussing. Another reminder, convince me Sunday mornings at Action Network HQ, the fastest growing NFL pregame show in the world. You're not going to get fluff. You're not going to get Hall of Famers talking about what they think about games and how they felt. And you're not going to get fluffy features. You're going to get me, Simon, Chris Raybon, Sean Kerner, talking about the size, the totals, the props that we love. That's it. It's stuff that moves the needle for you. Before we get to the podcast, one more thing I want to say. We are getting a lot of new listeners. And as I've said the past few weeks when the show starts, Action Network, we launched in January of 18. We are a company completely focused on providing sports betting, news, information, analysis. We have an app that goes deep with research and data. You can track your picks. You can follow games in real time, see how your bets are doing. We're getting a lot of new listeners, like I said, and a lot of people who are just discovering betting, right? And so Simon and I, we love the questions. We're getting so many questions about, what about this phrase? How do I bet on this game? What is the model for something like this? I'm new to betting. We try to answer as many as we can. We are getting flooded. And like I said, we freaking love it. Keep them coming. We are gonna keep answering as much as we can. If you are new to betting, actionnetwork.com, go to our How to Bet page. There will be a link in the episode description of this podcast. Matt Mitchell, the producer, is going to put it in there. Go to actionnetwork.com. All the resources you need, everything about educating you to, to bet, make smart decisions, is at actionnetwork.com. Check it out. We're also going to try to, to layer in some betting 101 stuff that isn't too obtrusive because this is still a relatively hardcore betting podcast, probably the best betting podcast, smartest betting podcast, most influential betting podcast in the known sports world. It's a lot to get through, Simon. What say you, brother? You're such a professional, Chad. And especially this week where you are rooting for a team that has three quarterbacks. Uh, man, constant pro you are. Consummate. That's what I try to do. We are going to get to that game. I know we're going to talk about the Bears and the Lions. The Bears at minus two and a half. That's going to be ugly. One of the things that's really fascinating, Simon, is you are a professional better. You lived in Vegas forever. When betting became legal, you moved to Jersey. Um, you are connected to that world. Your professional betting colleagues love to call you after the Tuesday podcast and say, I agree with you on this take. I don't agree with you on this take. You're crazy. Sometimes it gets in your head and makes you rethink things. And then you, it influences what we do on Thursday. And then on Sunday, we got a new segment. I want to know sharp calls that Simon Hunter has gotten since Tuesday. Hello. 
there, I'm talking. Ring, ring, telephone ring. Somebody said, baby, what you doing? Usually these people call me up and they'll say, hey, you're really missing here big on certain games. It's all, a lot of agreement this week. I think a lot of the guys love our picks this week. They love the Vikings. Um, I had multiple guys reach out to me about that. They love the Vikings. They love that number. And I had a bunch of people reach out about the Jets. The Jets might be the sharp trap of the week. I think everyone's coming in on them so heavy just because the news has come out now that Julio and uh, A.J. Brown might not be playing because they both have hamstring injuries, which, again, that greatly, greatly benefits this Jets team that now they only have to focus on Derrick Henry. So, like, I think last week the most hate I got was just about our Buffalo pick. A lot of professionals felt very strong in taking that 7.5 to 8.5 number with Washington. And I just couldn't do it. We, we luckily stayed away altogether from that game. And I turned out I was right. But what about Seattle? So that was my only hate. I really got pushback from other professionals. I, I think they're just really down the Seahawks. They, they think this team has major, major issues where I just don't see it that way. I think they, they, you know, they laid an egg against Tennessee, letting them come back when they're up 15 in the fourth quarter at home. And then Minnesota was a scheduled loss. We talked about that. There was no no world Zimmer was going to lose three straight games in his first game at home. So I love the Seahawks, love the Seahawks plus three. I'm on their money line as well. It just have some pause, people. This is going to be probably one of the chalkiest dogs of the week. Them and the Lions are the two biggest chalky dogs. Uh, the Seahawks are 100%. 71% of the bets on Seattle right now, by the way. Lions, 73%. So you're 100%. 90% right. of the tickets, too, on the, the Seahawks money line. So yep. just be, oh, be Jesus. Jeez. As they say in, in the Great Lakes, oh, jeez. Like, that's what the Eagles were on Monday night. They're, I think they're 85 or 87% of the money line bets, and we saw what happened there. Last week was a really chalky week. Like, we talked about that already. A lot of the parlays, a lot of the teasers, everything kind of hit. So I'm expecting a really, really weird, wacky week this upcoming week, even though my favorite teaser, I mean, it's the chalkiest teaser I'll do all year, the Chiefs and the Buccaneers, but I just can't see either of these teams losing their game. So I, I've had a couple of people hit me up, not my professionals, but people on Twitter saying all my friends are betting the same thing, even though I don't listen to the show or whatever they're saying. And I just said to them, I'm with them. It's it's chalky. But in what world does Brady lose this game against the Buccaneers? And in what world does Andy Reid lose to his formal team and lose three in a row? I, I just it's kind of like a perfect storm. These things set up so nicely where. If the Chiefs were at home against the Eagles, this line would probably be 10 or 11. If the Buccaneers were home against the Patriots, this line would probably be, again, 10 or 11. But it's not. They're, at, they're on the road, so you're getting a really nice discount on these lines. So uh, I'm, uh, I'm all in on these chalky, all these chalky teasers this week, Chad. Well, we're going to get to some money line parlays as well. Probably one of those pairings will be the Jets and the Vikings. There are some pretty wicked money lines to look at, and we're going to get to it. I just got a little distracted, I got to say, because my fucking kid is a month into college, as you know, at Drexel. My wife and I texted him two days ago and said, hey, let's jump on the phone. It's been a few days since we spoke. Didn't respond for 48 hours. My wife was like, what the fuck is up with this kid? We know he's alive. And because we're tracking him on like the where are you apps and, you know, and our phones. He just texted us and said, I may be free on Sunday. Child arrived just the other day. He came to the world in the usual way, but there were planes to catch and bills to pay. He learned to walk while I was away, and he was talking for I knew it. And as he grew, he'd say, I'm gonna be like you. 
dad You know I'm gonna be like you And the cats in the cradle and the shoes What the fuck, dude? You're telling me you can't find time for five days to talk to your parents? Give them a little taste of freedom. Now they're big time in you. This experiment of him going to college, of letting these children leave, has gone completely off the rails. I can't fucking believe this. My wife was like so excited that he. Oh, I bet. Literally, already gave it a heart emoji. Like, great, we'll talk to you Sunday. And I didn't want to respond while you and I are talking because I want to concentrate on what you're saying. What I want to say is, are you fucking kidding me? Sunday, you'll fucking call us right now. Yeah, that's that's an unreal response. Jesus Christ, these fucking kids. All right, let's get to it. We got a whole bunch of games that we had squared that we were going to want to carry over from the weekend. Some of them from from the, from Tuesday. Some of them still look really good. Some of them are looking better than I thought they did before. Let's start with the Giants plus seven and a half versus the Saints. You and I immediately pinpointed this game on Tuesday. Stucky and Chris Raybon on the Action Network podcast uh, went through this game. They loved this game as well. And actually, they loved it for a lot of the reasons that you often love it, which was less about the system plays that sometimes people look at and say, all right, this team is so-and-so against the spread the last 18 years, but really about what they're seeing on the field, specifically about the Saints. I am more convinced than ever that the Giants are the right side at plus seven and a half. It's, and that's the scary part. A lot of books have dropped it down to seven. We, we want that seven and a half. We, we need that hook there. Um, it's an interesting game. A lot of people have also reached out to me about this game, about should we do this for our survivor pick and just get the Saints out of the way? Um, that Yeah, that's how I felt. I, like I, I felt a little scared of this one. Um, I don't know if I would do the Saints, just in the fact that Winston is begging begging to have a meltdown game so a little scary with this Giants defense a, cu- a couple injuries to that side of the ball but we talked about it um the Giants just match up well with the Saints team Danny Dimes he just plays better on the road indoors with Saquon this is just a a good matchup for this Giants team so if it's seven and a half as our best five I, I would take it but at seven it, it likely wouldn't make the cut for me what about seven just as a bet? Yeah, yeah, I, I would bet at seven, even though, again, you've missed the best of the number. This thing opened at nine and a half. Now it's all the way down to seven. The professional is coming heavy on it because I'm not sure what the splits are in action, but I saw it yesterday. I think it was 77% to 20, uh, 23%, the ticket split. So, or maybe that was the money split. So, but definitely the Saints are a very public team and the lines moved against it where the money's coming in on the Saints and the tickets are coming on the Saints. And the line's going against it. Always scary if you're a Saints backer. So that's giving me a little bit more confidence with the Giants, knowing that a lot of sharp money's coming in on the Giants. Yeah, it's 55%. I'm glad you brought it up. Good, good connection. Way to, way to pimp. 55% of the bets on the Saints, 70% of the money on the Giants. So it is definitely a pros-Joes game. What's fascinating to me is, you know, the Saints – they beat up on the Packers. We didn't really know what that was going to be. That could have been an anomaly, whatever. Yeah, week one toss out. You know, and then their game against New England was not impressive. Jameis had a heave ho blind, I'm going to throw it up, got lucky touchdown. They got a pick six. Um, they were outgained. This is a team that I think's in trouble. And not not in trouble. That's 
That's overstating it. But it isn't a team that I think is as good as their record reflects and as public perception reflects. So, yes, I agree with you. The Giants will continue to be one of the teams we look at. Um, I think they're going to have to end up being in a money line parlay with somebody. Um, That's why I wouldn't take the Saints in a survivor. I got I got a pretty good beat on who I want our survivor team to be. You already know? Yeah. Okay. We can talk about that at the end. Yeah, we will. Uh, all right. Here's an ugly one, and you just mentioned it. Eagles plus seven and a half against the Chiefs. The Chiefs, like, let me just let me just set it up. Let me set it up. Okay. You talk a little bit about the Chiefs and the teaser potential. They continue to not cover. They continue to be overvalued. They continue to be a team that is going to get public money. More so this week when you're talking about an Eagles team that just got decimated by the Cowboys on Monday night. But I don't want to take the Eagles here. I get it. But as anyone listening to this, you have to take, if you have seven and a half in your pick pools or whatever, you, you have to take the Eagles. This is... Everything about this is why we fade the Chiefs. They always get backdoored. This is a typical backdoor game. They don't have their run game to melt the clock away. Mahomes is going to be taking deep shots all night. So, again, if if this game is, you know, the Chiefs are up 24 to 10 or 21 to 10, I honestly will feel comfortable when Hurts has the ball thinking I'll be able to get it backdoor. But for this in our contest, maybe, maybe we'll take the week off because, like you just said, holy hell, are the Chiefs overdue to cover a game? One in 11 ATS, their last 12. They are so overdue. So I've made all my money on fading them, especially early on in the season. I'm cool with taking a week off in our contest and not going against them. So I will be on the Eagles, but I will not be, uh, I will not be putting this in our contest. It's an interesting question about when, when do the, the sort of patterns start to be things that you fade versus things that you bank on last this this year i read this brandon anderson one of the writers at action does an amazing story every week i love it it's becoming value, like a, a must read for me it's sort of his leans or bets for every single game sometimes it's a pass sometimes it's a it's a bet sometimes it's a wait until the number moves which the market is showing it may he made a note at the top of the column this week that uh, short underdogs are 11 of three or more, so three or less, are 11 and five against the spread this year. And they've won outright in all 11 games. So like the Chiefs not covering ever, like short underdogs continuing to cover and win, when do we start fading patterns like that? Mm, I mean, I, I again, that's because of line movement, like, um, last week we were on the Saints. The Saints got bet down from three and a half to two and a half. So they fit that description. Um, the Vikings fit that description last week. The Rams do. So, yeah, it's it's all dependent on the game. Um, for this game, I wouldn't put too much into that. Uh, again, we're going to talk about coming up. That's more of like a, the Tennessee Jets thing where I'm looking at where this line's moved so much that this team is so overvalued. Um, you're getting good value on the Jets. For the Eagles, this line feels fair. Sirianni might be an awful head coach, and Jalen Hurts might be a bad quarterback. So the movement on this line feels very fair to this Eagles team where 
this is a must win, a must win for a Chiefs team that have been to three straight or two straight Super Bowls. So it's um, it's not so much I'm fading the trend. Like I am betting the Eagles, but like we talked about, I have a lot of money invested in the Chiefs and a money line and teasers. So I'm uh, I'm a big believer the Chiefs get a win this this Sunday. All right, Panthers plus four and a half against the Cowboys. This was our Simon Says bet. Like the Bengals the week before, on Tuesday, you Simon Says this, which means that we must bet it. I did bet it uh, at four and a half. I also bet a little bit of a taste, half a unit, on the Panthers' money line. Um, The Panthers' secondary is decimated. Christian McCaffrey isn't playing. On the field, it makes me nervous. As a system, I feel great about it. I think uh, I think I looked it up uh, in Bet Labs, which is like the the superpower database that Action Network has, that has data points for millions and millions of betting data points, going back to two thousand and three. Underdogs and underdogs against a team that just played a Monday night football win at a 55% clip since 2003. So like the precedent and the, the side feel right for Carolina. I'm a little worried about our pick though. Yeah. Um, again, Chad, talk about bet labs. That's one of my favorite like companies that action bought and own and give out data from. So it's worth, if you buy the subscription to action network, you get bet labs, which again, I think it's worth the money. It's it's just such a useful tool, especially if you're into trends. Um, I love it. This one is interesting where we talked about four and a half. I'm seeing it down to three and a half for a lot of books. Um, I know it's still plus four at FanDuel, which is a great, great value. It's a pro pro game. You 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 fade the Cowboys off a big primetime win, a primetime blowout, which is even more. Um, well, I mean, just look at the splits here. I think it's about 76% of the money is on right now on the uh, – or sorry, tickets is on the Cowboys. It's just going to be a public game. The, the public's going to be feeling good. They won a lot of money on the Cowboys last week. They're going to come in heavy on them again. Carolina, like you just said, they have a lot of injuries. Um, they actually just made a trade for a cornerback uh, from the Jaguars. So, you know, I uh, I just love this number, and I love the under in this game because it just feels like both these defenses are a little underrated. And, again, I, I think Dak is – playing great, playing out of his mind, that O-line does have some major issues. I mean, we saw that sack in the end zone last week. Um, they obviously bounced back from it because the Eagles really couldn't get pressure the rest of the game. But this Carolina D-line and, you know, secondary is much better than the Eagles. So I, I just think this is a great value and bounce back spot for uh, anyone that wants to fade the Cowboys because the Cowboys are good. But against a team right now that's undefeated, this just feels like a lot of points for the Cowboys to be favored by. So – We'll take that hook with the three and a half, four. Yeah, I think that uh, the other things that go in, in the Panthers' favor, they're very well coached. They are a, a better coached team than the Cowboys. Mike McCarthy, you can put this team, give make this an 11, 12-win team this year. You're still not going to convince me. He's a very good coach. Um, and you said it about the Panthers' defense. A couple things that I looked up myself, because Thursday mornings are my big pod prep day. Carolina Panthers, fewest rushing yards per carry allowed. Fourth, fewest passing yards per attempt allowed. What that tells me is that they are putting teams in 
second and long, third and long scenarios, which keeps them in games, gets them possessions, uh, and puts them in sort of in advantageous positions. No, they and they play a unique style of defense where uh, the guy brought a college scheme up to the NFL that's not really used by many DC coordinators, and it's pretty much like a a wide three front, but it's not. And it's just one of these where they, they kind of make they make it looks like there's big holes to run through, and they just eat it up with their fast linebackers. So I think it'll be a long day for the running backs of the Cowboys. I think we love the Panthers and the Giants right now. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a high percentage. I'm at both their money lines and around Robin. Yeah, no. All right. The Vikings on Tuesday. This is a big move on Tuesday. This game was at two and a half. You mentioned off the top a lot of wise guys calling you right now about this game. The line has moved. Uh, let's see. Maybe a point. Maybe it's gone down to one and a half in some places. Um, why do people like the Vikings so much here? I think a lot of people just think the Bears are overvalued. I mean, not the Bears. The Cleveland's the Bears. overvalued now that they beat the Bears and Houston in back-to-back weeks at home. And the Vikings have just had a really tough schedule to start the year. I mean, they literally played in Cincinnati. And, you know, we can say what we want about that game. They didn't really wake up till the fourth quarter. And they came all the way back to force overtime. Lost on a last play on a missed field goal against the Cardinals. And they came home, they just beat up, you know, the Seahawks. And, you know, I, I do like this Cleveland team for sure. We talked about how we, we really thought their defense has improved. But, man, when they played Houston, Houston was running the ball all over Cleveland. I mean, they were literally dominating them, Houston. So we got an even better run scheme team here in Minnesota with better talent. I believe Dalvin Cook will be back for this game as well. Cleveland's now out their top cornerback and they're playing against Adam Phelan and Jefferson. I told people on Tuesday, you put Vikings in every teaser and you're going to bet this number. So this is a, one of the few, I guarantee will be one of our five. Wow. Well, we're guaranteeing right now, three games. We're guaranteeing the Giants, the Panthers and the Vikings. Well, the Giants only guarantee if it's seven and a half. I I don't know if it is yet, but at seven, I wouldn't, wouldn't lock that one in. All right. All right. All right. By the way, on the other communication happening right now, um, my wife has just completely uh, gone mush on my kid. Uh, she just asked him uh, if he was happy, if he, if he was still happy. He said, yep. She said, does that mean you don't want to come home and snuggle us? He just wrote back, I don't think so. So she's giving up all authority and all power in this negotiation. <laughs> and I'm going to have to come in after this podcast and like, lay down the law and be like, fucker, we're talking in five minutes. The mother's love, man. The, the, the bird has left the nest. That's what she, she just can't help herself. Jesus Christ. I'm losing all control over here. And now a word from our friends at FanDuel. After 20 years on the same sideline, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick meet this weekend as opponents. It's the greatest of all time QB against the greatest of all time head coach. And you can be a part of the epic showdown with unbelievable odds at FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can win $125 on a $5 bet if either team scores a touchdown. That's right. 25 to 1 odds on any touchdown during the Tampa New England game. 
Personally, Simon and I are leading Tampa minus the points here or Tampa money line in what should be a big game from Brady. I love FanDuel because it's America's number one rated sportsbook app and their payouts are safe, fast, and secure. Sign up for FanDuel Sportsbook today using promo code FAVORITES and make your first bet one for the history books. Don't forget to use promo code FAVORITES so they know I sent you. You must be 21 or over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. New users only, $10 first deposit required, must wager in designated offer market. Max bonus of $125. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, New Jersey, and Virginia. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan. The Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342. In Arizona, let's get back to it. Can we talk about the Chicago Bears? Things have gone off the rails there. Like they have really, number one, number one, the team has bought a plot of land in the town of Arlington Heights, not too far from where I grew up. I grew up in Highland Park. Arlington Heights is west of Highland Park. Uh, I, in college, a lot of my buddies grew up in Arlington Heights, lived with a buddy from Arlington Heights. That's in the suburbs. It's not downtown. Soldier Field. The Bears have been playing there since 1971. They've always been a downtown team. The picturesque views, television, skyline, behind Soldier Field. It's amazing. The team may move. The team has a coach that everyone seems to have lost faith in. The meme that I have gotten 75 times from my buddy Matt to my kid in the middle of high school, by the way, he's sending me memes. So what does that tell you about how much he's paying attention in school, but whatever, sending me a meme that basically says Mitch Trubisky should be in the Hall of Fame because of how well he did with his team in spite of Matt Nagy. And yet I know we're going to want to bet in the Bears at minus two and a half this week. I am, but because of everything you just talked about, I've actually pulled back a little where I'm not, I was going to bet a lot, especially the way this line was moving down from three to minus two and a half. It, they, they might be the most dramatic drama-filled team right now in the NFL. Um, Nagy kind of was weird at the press conference. Wouldn't say if he gave up um, coaching duties to, like, his offensive coordinator. He wouldn't name a quarterback, even though Fields has a cast or a brace on his thumb, like, on his hand or his thumb. And Andy Dalton, he just came back to practice. So it seems like um, it might end up being Nick Foles uh, against behind that O-line. It's a little terrifying. Um, I don't know what to do, Chad. Uh, I, I felt really confident about this team on Tuesday because it was going to be a really nice number with this defense at home. But this team might already lost faith in their head coach. And uh, that that's a scary position to be in where Detroit, th there's few teams that try harder that know they're not good. And that's what's so scary about this matchup. It's um, I thought this was going to be a really nice spot for Chicago, especially after the way Detroit just lost. But it's giving me pause now. So I, I am on the Bears, but uh, this will not be one of our five. There's no, no no chance this will be one of our five. No, I agree with you. This Detroit team, look, and we talked about this on Tuesday, we made a lot of fun of Dan Campbell for the biting yes. of the kneecaps. So this team, Detroit, we're going to kick you in the teeth. And when you punch us, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. 
all right, we're going to take your other kneecap before long. We're going to be the last one standing. We made a lot of fun for, of Jared Goff for saying, why not us? The truth is this team plays like they believe. And it's hard to knock that. They're really a, a bad half against the Niners and a bad half against the Packers. That's what people were potentially remembering when they were against them, against the Ravens last week. Uh, I wasn't. Somebody else was. Um, it's hard to knock this team right now, which might be exactly why you bet the Bears. Basically, it's like the this will never be more love from for the lines in the public eye than right now. So yeah, I think that's why I would have to like pass on this game entirely. Yeah. Um, all right, then we got to talk about this is the game that's lighting everybody up. The Jets plus seven, plus seven and a half against the Titans. A lot of reasons to like the Jets. There are public perception reasons to like the Jets. There are on-field injury reasons to like the Jets. There is overinflation. Um, give me whatever you want. But I'm telling you right now, I've already bet the Jets. I've already bet the Jets on the money line. I've already got a Jets Panthers money line parlay going. I'll be a nice payday if that hits. Uh, right. Yeah, people got a little weird or a little testy about um, last week. I was joking around, people. If I tell you to bet a game, there is always a reason. I'm not just saying it to say it. Uh, we we like this matchup for plenty of reasons, but the biggest one is what happened last year. The Browns came to play the Jets, were even worse and worse coach last year, and they had no wide receivers. And we're looking at the same exact position here with Tennessee. Tennessee is going to be, be without A.J. Brown, and they're going to be, out, be without Julio, their top two receivers. Again, I like Derrick Henry. Obviously, this guy is by far the best running back in football. But now it's giving the Jets an edge where it's okay. Okay, now we just have to take away the run, and we'll just let Tannehill beat us with all these backups. And I don't know if you watched Tannehill this year. He doesn't look good. He doesn't look right. And uh, this is too many points for a team. Again, it was what? The look at was three and a half, I believe. And now it's all, it went all up to seven and a half. The Jets are bad, um, and I know that they just lost their safety to another major, major injury. But at the same time, this Jets team has a lot of good. Their their defense is actually better than people think it is. Zach Wilson has been playing sloppy and made mistakes, but he's not going to keep being this bad. I mean, he can't. I, honestly, he cannot stay this bad. He has to improve. So just based off all of this with the Tennessee's horrible defense, this is by far the easiest defense the Jets have played this season. We have to take the Jets here. We have to take the seven and a half every time you take this number. Um, such a trap game for Tennessee, too. Uh, it's it's rare where you get a team that just beats their their division rival so big like they did last week, where they knew they kind of got away with one of the Colts there last week. Now they're feeling really good all week, traveling up to New York, playing a team. I don't think they're going to take serious in the Jets because they have looked god awful. And we're getting a great number. Um Unless we have a meltdown like we did last week with the Jaguars, you, you take this number every time and you're going to cover most of the time. So like you just said, I will be betting the Jets. I'll be taking the Jets money line. Nothing's changed. If anything, I'm upset. I thought I was going to get up to eight for us, but the pros have come in now. I hit it down to seven. So still would take the seven people. But if you can find a book with seven and a half, you take that seven and a half. This is essentially a buying at the bottom of the market opportunity that's that's what we're doing the very bottom the very bottom 
until the Jets get blown out this week. And next week will be the very, very bottom for the New York Jets. But it's like them, the Eagles, and the Patriots, uh, they're all these teams that are going to be getting, you know, no money bet on them this week. The bookmakers know at least one of these guys are going to win outright. Like, this just this just how the NFL works. Something weird is going to happen. Again, nothing makes sense in this sport. Like, we talk all the time. My favorite stat last year was um, the Colts that week one against the Jaguars. They never punted, and they had zero turnovers, and they still lost the game against the Jaguars. So it's like weird shit's just going to happen. It's just that's how football is, and that's what we're banking on here where too much too much value is being blown up on a team to move at four points where it, the Tennessee Titans shouldn't have moved that line four points off their win last week. So that's why we, we do a value-based job. It's, it makes you feel a little less guilty when you feel like an idiot betting on the Jaguars last week. That's how I feel with the Jets this week. It's a professional line. You have to bet this number every time. By the way, the team getting the most money by far, the Bucks. they're like 96% of the tickets right now coming in on the Bucks, 91% of the money, which is on why that's an interesting game because it opened at five. And uh, we're skipping ahead. We're not gonna. We're not gonna have this game in our contest, and we're not gonna bet it. Uh, we're not gonna include it. It's only moved up to seven. Like, can you explain a little bit about why you think, with everything that's happening, all these sentiment on the Bucks, like the lines only moved about a point and a half. And someone got fired for that for that line being hung at five and a half. That was an awful, awful line to hang. Because even the professionals hammered that line Sunday night. Like I told you, I threw that in all my teasers, um, them and the Chiefs. That was just a bad number. So seven, I, I told people, I, I, I'm going to take the pictures at seven, seven and a half. Whatever number they end up at, I will be taking that Sunday night. Because um, just the simple fact the Bucks secondary just isn't good enough to really close these games out. I know they did with Atlanta. Those are two pick sixes that really ended that game. Um I just think the Buccaneers, where the way they're constructed right now, they're always going to have a little bit of hope for a backdoor team. But we're, we're like you just said, there's no chance we're putting this in. Um, this is just a professional game where if I have this line at six and a half, I have to bet it now that it's at seven. So not uh, not one of my five best, but it's uh, – it feels like a gift, I should say, from the from the the sports books, and it's rare they give gifts. Usually, a gift ends up being a trap. But no one, I don't, I don't think any fan in the world can see Brady losing this game, especially the talent discrepancy. Where Bill Belichick, you can say all you want that this guy is such a great coach, he hasn't really done much since uh, Tommy's left. And this year, people are really hyping up this Patriots team, taking their over win totals and all this other stuff. This just looks like a team that doesn't really have that much talent. So. For me, it, it feels pretty comfortable having the Buccaneers and a lot of money line parlays and teasers where normally I'd be scared of this kind of game where it's like this is a major trap. But Brady breaks all the rules, and we've talked about that all the time. This man always breaks these rules. So I, I, I feel a little peace of mind here taking the Buccaneers money line. What do you mean someone got fired for hanging a five and a half? A bookmaker. Some, somewhere, somewhere in the mountains of Switzerland where I think the oh. lines are paid. A guy got fired because that was a bad line, five and a half. Like, how did they not know the public was going to hammer this line? So that, that was a bad number to hang. All right. Um, another game we wrote down. Steelers, Packers. Steelers is big dogs. Rob, Rob, Mike. What? Rob, Rob, Mike. A rah, rah, Mike Tomlin spot. We win the game with this crew of bodies right here today. Uh. 
Bring your A game today. Yay! How do we yeah. not go every... Listen, listen. I know you laugh at the systems, but I'm telling you right now, I did listen to Stucky and Raybon in the Action Network podcast this morning. And I knew I listened specifically for this game because of I knew this game was on our list. Let me give you some stats that they rattled off. So I'm blatantly stealing here, but it's a rah-rah Mike moment. I don't want to hear about the labor pains, man. Deliver the damn baby. Since 2003, as a road dog against winnings team, winning teams, no coach has covered more than Mike Tomlin. As a road dog, period, he's won outright at a 60% clip. As a road dog against opponents with the same record or better, he covers at an 80% clip. Plus, you say yourself, this game should be like four and a half. So how are we not loving the Steelers this week? I know. Honestly, it's only because we have other ugly dogs that we like better. But again, this is a pro game. People like Chad just read you all those stats. You bet. This is why you always bet it. You you have to go. You have to think long term investment, and that's what this is. It's a long term investment bet. Roethlisberger is terrible. Their defense is banged up. Aaron Rodgers playing out of his mind. Uh, Again, they're not going to cover this spread. It's just. Doesn't make sense. That's why I love betting football. Like I can see these lines. Like you just you just talked about it. It's the minute I saw this line, I knew I was going to be on Pittsburgh just because it was inflated so much. Those those stats you just read makes me feel so much more comfortable. Where it's like Tomlin loves these positions. He loves getting the guys up for these kind of games. So I like it way better at seven. That's one reason we probably wouldn't end up with it at our five because it's down to six and a half. Which six and a half is still a key number. Um, missed extra points. Weird numbers too because teams usually go for two now more often than they used to. So we, we like the six and a half, but is our best five. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a little scary where it's like, okay, come Sunday. I know. I mean, you're going to be like, all right, what are we doing? Steelers or the jets. And we're going to pick one of these ugly dogs. So it, it's, it's usually gives me more comfort taking the home dog in this kind of situation. Me too. Me too. And I know on Sunday consciously, I'm going to be thinking, what are the games we're missing? What are the games we're missing? I'm going to forget about it. And then Sunday at about three 30, I will text you and I will say, how the fuck did we not put this in the five? We liked it on Tuesday. We talked about it on Thursday and Sunday morning. We raced through it. After we do convince me, I will call you. We will go through our five and we will forget a game that we loved. I don't know how we do this. Every single fucking week we do this. All right. Uh, we're still going to be on the Steelers as a bet. I'm probably going to take a little bit of the Steelers money line. They will probably be in a money line parlay. No, I'm not. Yeah, no, I would not recommend that. You're not. You're giving me a look. I'm taking it out. It's not going to happen. Um, uh, it's a cover game. This I, I just don't see a situation where they can win this one. Ra Ra Mike. It's Ra Ra Mike. That's how they're going to win. Because Ra Ra Mike does it more than anybody else in the history of football. Uh, are we still thinking about the Broncos? That line, that line, um, has moved. We thought that line, uh, you can get either team, depending on the book, as an underdog right now. So what are we thinking? Big balls, better of the week, Chad. Big balls, bit of the week. Yeah, apparently the, the public does not care that uh, Lamar might be kind of hurt and the Ravens are missing a ton of key positions because they're coming in heavy on them. We're kind of on an island here. This is one of the other games a lot of professionals reach out to me about. They love 
We all love Denver. We all love them a mile high. It's the same reason last week we talked about it. I, I like Denver, even though they're minus 10. It's just a mile high effect. They always play better at home. That's just a big advantage where you get one big play from the other team and they're sucking oxygen on the sideline. So we, we love Denver. This is just a great matchup for them. Their, their D-line is a perfect D-line to take down Lamar and his running style. Um, maybe the only guy on that D-line he can outrun is Von Miller, but probably not. Von Miller still got it. So I, I just like the matchup and – you know, like Chad said, we were hoping to get Denver as a dog here. I don't think it's going to move that way for us because I think too many professionals are coming in on Denver. But we'll, we'll take the number. I just want to have them in teasers because I, I don't really like crossing the zero. Sometimes I will. But in this situation, no, I, I feel like you either just take them to win straight up or uh, you stay away. All right. Last game we had circled. I'm excited that we're on the same page on that one. Uh, Raiders and Chargers. So this game is, is, is sort of waffling three, three and a half, three, three and a half, even at three and a half. I know it's a divisional game, two good teams, three is the right side. It could be a field goal game. The Chargers just feel like a much better team to me. I I continue to think that the Raiders are inflated, that they're not as good as they've played. They've had a couple of good breaks. Um, I'm just, I'm just not in on the Raiders. I'm just not in. It's mainly Derek Carr playing out of his mind. Uh, yeah, right. Like I, I, this guy is just on another level right now. So I'm right there with you. Um, my favorite matchup last week was Darwin James versus Kelsey. Kelsey kind of kind of dominated him. But guess who ended up winning? The Chargers. So I think we have the same thing here. Where I gave out um, early in the year, I gave him my favorite rookie of the year. As Asante Samuel Jr. I think he was 40 to one to win rookie of the year. He's now down to 10 to one. He's got two picks. Um, he intercepted. Dak and he intercepted Mahomes love him too as the uh cover corner so a lot of signs just point to the Chargers being able to shut down uh not car completely but enough where you know this line at minus three and a half was a little scary to take the Chargers now it's down to three like Chad just said I love the Chargers uh Vegas I don't know what the exact money's going to be in the actual city of Vegas but I guarantee it's gonna be 70 80 percent of the money's gonna be on the Raiders it's gonna be a little different across the country but man, is this this that city really embraced that team? So yeah. I think we're going to learn pretty quick here. We like to take Vegas at home, and we like to kind of fade them on the road. Where I know people are going to go back to that Pittsburgh game. That was just such a letdown game by Pittsburgh after beating Buffalo. Like we kind of know now what Pittsburgh kind of is. Where you know you can say what you want about this Oakland team. I don't know. There there's still major holes and major weaknesses on this team. So. I, I like in this matchup, a divisional game, you take the Chargers here at home against a team and, you know, their car that's just playing way above what they really are. I like how you to continue to call them Oakland. I can't help it. In Spain with the Chargers, I call it San Diego Chargers all the time too. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm just an old I, soul. I will say I love the Raiders helmets. I just love them. Yeah. My, uh, my favorite clips is on NFL films. They're talking about the autumn winds. And that's just the, uh, the, uh, the Oakland Raider helmet comes on the screen. It's just a beautiful. So good. The autumn wind is a Raider pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. All right. These are the teams that we're thinking about right now. I think we feel pretty good about them. Panthers, Vikings, Jets. Then on the fence right now, depending on the numbers we can get. Giants, Steelers, Denver Chargers. So right now, we're going to choose five. 
from we're going to choose two from those remaining four Giants, Steelers, Denver Chargers. Are we feeling good about that? And we're probably going to have Denver in because that's my big balls bet of the week. Most big likely. balls bet of the week. We're on, we're on a nice little heater with the big balls bet of the week. So we might have to keep right. that one going. So basically we've chosen four in yeah. the Panthers, Vikes, Jets, and Denver. I like that we might have a little bit of a favorite. I'm kind of falling in love with the Chargers too, but. We're 0-1 on Monday nights though. <laughs> it's true. It's true. That is true. All right. If we're doing a money line parlay, which teams are we putting in our money line parlay? And I noted, I already have the Jets and the Panthers in a money line parlay. If we're adding it for a round robin, who are we putting in there? Yep. Like Panthers, like Minnesota. Uh, I have a couple with the Giants in there. I have a decent amount with uh, the Jets in there. I don't know why I'm so all in on the Jets, but I am. I'm not. I was going to put the Lions in there. I just can't do it. As our no, little, no, 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 no. You. I but know that they probably. That, that's a good. That's a good number. Like you just talked about the short home. The short road dogs have been uh, winning outright. So that, that's non-bear fans out there. This this is a good one to put in. Maybe as a fifth leg. All right, we got our big balls. We got our final five, kind of. We got our money line parlay. I'm a survivor. The survivor pool pick of the week. Bengals, done. Yeah, get your pick in now. If, if someone doesn't hear this until tomorrow or Saturday, what's their backup? Uh, I know our I know our guy Reed. He likes the Saints as a sneaky play, but me and you talked about we like the Giants as yeah, a can't outright do underdog winner. So if you're boring and you just want to play it extra safe, like I usually do, I'll, I have a couple. Um, you know, a couple people reach out to me. They just like Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. No one's gonna stop you there. That's that's an easy safe play. I just rather save Buffalo because they play the Jets twice. So um, we're doing a little risky here, taking the Thursday night team. But Bengals just look like world beaters. Jaguars look a complete train wreck. The Jaguars may be able to backdoor this game, but I just can't see them winning it. So I'm with you. Well, I'm gonna put the Bengals in for our survivor pick. Me too. This has been the favorites from the Volume Podcast Network for my BFF Simon Hunter. I am Chad Millman. Catch us talking about all the games, all the sides, all the props, all the totals on Sunday morning. Convince me at Action Network HQ, 11 a.m. Eastern, the best betting pregame show in the history of the world. Everything you need, nothing you don't. It's like a good diet. Download us from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe, love us, give us five stars. We'll send you some swag if we choose a good one. Make it funny. We don't even care if you hate on us. Until Tuesday. Love you.